Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favorite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast. It's time for... Uh, weekend review a little later than usual um, but nevertheless it was a win that we really do need to talk about I'm joined here by Lee Ryder and of course the game we are going to talk about is Newcastle United 1 Leicester nil down in Leicester Lee was down there on Friday um, three valuable points and Newcastle United now all but safe yeah all but safe I think obviously Cardiff have picked up a couple of results um, you know, well, picked up one result of this week to to kind of like throw themselves back in it. Uh, but really, I don't think they're going to catch Newcastle now. They knew on Friday if they won, the the vow from the dressing room was if we can get a win here, it's going to make it almost impossible for everyone else. So Newcastle done their side of the the bargain and uh, sitting pretty on thirty eight points now. So hopefully the last four games can be uh, a little bit less tense. What did you make of the? The game itself, it wasn't a, what I'd say a kind of a, a normal Rafael Benitez performance, and they were quite they weren't as clinical maybe in, in terms of passing. The, in the, the stats show that, but obviously they, they got the goal in the end. And what was there was that the work rate and the never say die attitude. Yeah, I mean, if you if you didn't see the game and you just looked at the stats alone and see Newcastle only had twenty seven percent, you'd think oh Leicester must have been all over them. But it didn't feel like that when you were watching it because. Newcastle countered so intelligently uh, and they did make the most of the attacks they had. Obviously, they could have scored a few more and they were missing that final touch. But obviously, they got the goal that mattered um, before the break and they had something to hold on to. And then second half, really, it was a case of seeing what Leicester had and Leicester missed some good chances, by the way, but Jamie Vardy missed a, a great opportunity. But, you know, that's that's their problem, I suppose. And Newcastle held on for the 1-0 win and really over the 90 minutes so there were full value for it it seems like we talk about a few of the same topics every week but if that's what the fans are talking about that's what we're going to talk about and John Joe Shelby again missed out against Leicester you looked on social media before the game there was a lot of people saying you know why is he not playing what's Rafa playing at and yet again though he was proved right because Hayden had another fantastic game and Newcastle came out with all three points yeah it doesn't look like Shelby's going to stay beyond this season at, at this stage in time he's not getting a game 
there's been opportunities for him to play and he hasn't been in the side, he hasn't started games since November. Would he have made much difference in that game? You know, had had he came on? Probably not. Newcastle, you know, did what they had to do um with the players that were involved. So really for me the Shelby thing is more of a it's a more of a longer term talking point than from Friday night. Uh Hayden did well. Um, you know, the midfield battle was was obviously important with um Tillemans, you know, doing so well for Leicester at the moment. So look, they got what they needed out of it. Um importantly, you know, the clean sheet was was needed and they got it. Uh but for me, when you've got a player like Fabian Schur playing with so much confidence at the minute, the way he brings the ball out of defence and just he just eases the pressure on the midfield a little bit and uh, I think he was, you know, probably um, joint man of the match with with Perez, who worked really hard and obviously got the winner. Share uh, tried well, had thirty three passes throughout the game. That was joint top with Matt Ritchie, and again he was kind of given that freedom, like you said, to bring the ball out and really set and um, the forward players away. Quite interesting that Leicester had three players that were strongly linked to Newcastle um, over the past few seasons. That's Harry Maguire before he moved from Hull. Um, he had Ndidi, who Newcastle looked at in the Championship. And obviously Madison was, was quite strongly linked. Um, do you think Newcastle could have done with any of them players? Did you see anything from them three on Friday which you know made you think, yeah, you know Newcastle could do with them and their team? Well, I mean, Madison's created 90-odd chances this season, so you would always say that you can, the more create, creativity you can get in the team, the better. Maguire has been a really good signing for Leicester. Newcastle were offered him, probably would have spoke to Newcastle. Uh, but they didn't want to pay the money because uh, they tried to cut the cloth accordingly. So, yeah, there's a few players in in and around Leicester's team that you, you could make a case for. But on the day, they had no answer to Newcastle and they got the, got the win. Um, it's not an easy place to go to King Power Stadium to even get a point, but to go down there the last two seasons and get back-to-back wins is a, is a fantastic achievement. And... Know, especially against a Leicester team that were on the brink of the Europa League place and now they're going to have to rethink things um, so it's just a shame really when you look at the league table that had Newcastle taken a bit more care in the window had they saw Rafa's deal out had they got certain players in you know they could have been knocking on the door for Europa League if it goes down to seventh place but as it stands um, you're happy to see them almost um, on the brink of survival so you just have to be grateful for small mercies, I think. Indeed. Um, Miguel, I mean, you on another exciting game. He just looks desperate for a goal. There was a, a few chances. There was a one where the cross came over from the right uh, in the first half, and he was he was inches away from bringing it down. I don't think he was too pleased at the power of the cross because had it been the right ball, you know, he was he was one-on-one with Kasper Schmeichel. But when that goal comes, it's it's going to be something special. You feel like there's going to be a big release of relief. Yeah, I thought he would get it a couple of weeks ago, actually. I thought he was on the brink of it, but um, he's still finding his way in the Premier League. The MLS is a reasonable standard, but it's nowhere near as high as the Premier League. So it's going to take him a while. He would like to say it's going to be... His, his best form will come after a good pre-season, but it's going to be interrupted by the Copa America... Um, for him he's going to be on international duty over the summer so he's going to team up a little bit later so it's you know we could be talking October November time next year when we really see the best from Almiron so for now I think it's a case of 
pressure off a little bit, let him get used to the uh, area that he's in. Seems happy enough, um, but once he knows the league, then I think he's going to be a, a different proposition to what he is now. He seems to be all over the place against Leicester, as and all over the pitch, you know, every kind of area of the pitch. Do you yeah. think Benitez had said to him on Friday, just maybe go out and have a bit more of a free roll, or do you think he was just kind of, I want the ball and I'm going to go and get it? Yeah, I think, you know, a player like that is going to, a manager can tell him so much, but he knows exactly what he wants to do with it. Um, he he wants to get on the ball. You know that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to be a a real thing. But people are saying Matt Ritchie's not passing the ball. He seems to be getting plenty of uh, service um, now. Obviously, he was he was part of the goal. If you look back at it, you know the Ritchie played the ball to him. Um, he got Almiron got tackled. Then Ritchie ended up putting the cross in. So they are working together, and it's from from Newcastle fans' point of view, they'll have no problem with what they're seeing from Almiron. He's an exciting player. Fans are chanting his name now. Um, he's got a bit to go. Uh, you know, he's not um, he's not in the world class bracket, obviously. Um, but that world class bracket is hard to get to. You look at some like Lionel Messi last night against Man United. Um, that's the the highest level you can you can get. Um, and Almiron's obviously got a long way to go for that. But can he be an effective player for Newcastle going forward? Yes, he can. Well, certainly, and one person who's influence, uh, influences shown is, is Isaac Hayden. Um, obviously, he looks like he is going to be away in the summer, which is going to be a huge blow to Newcastle. And again, it's something we keep talking about, but against Leicester, again, he showed what a kind of second half of the season he's having. Travelled the, the furthest on the pitch. Uh, Twelve point four uh, kilometers, which is which is a heck of a lot more than uh, more than Wanda, who came in second uh, with eleven point five. Is another player whose future is uncertain, um, and it is quite scary that given Wanda had another belter game, uh, Hayden did as well. That them two could potentially not be here in the summer. Yeah, I mean, Diarmé, Shelby, Hayden could all go, which means they're going to have to sign another midfielder. But you do, of course, have. Sean Longstaff going to be fully fit again. Um, he's fantastic. He's been probably the success story of the season for Newcastle, really. Uh, when you look at where they are in the league, not much to show about in the cups. Yes, they signed Almiron. That was a high point. Um, but really, uh, on the field to see a youngster come through from the academy and really take the take the stage by storm, which he's done. Uh, so unfortunately, he got injured. But uh, for me, he's probably been the you know the success story of the season, and I think fans can't wait to see him back now. You know, and and he'll he'll come back. He'll be better as well next season because he's had this experience under his belt. And remember, we still haven't actually seen the full impact what he can make because he was playing in a more defensive role because Newcastle needed the points. Um, and once he's allowed to be the box to box midfielder, he can. Then uh, I think you're going to see. A different long stuff. He's already scored a couple of goals. I would expect him to get a lot more going forward. But even with long staffs return, Newcastle going to need more than uh, just one, aren't they? Because long staff get injured again, get suspended. You know, so it's going to be a very busy summer. And yet, the one thing that needs to be sorted out before any of that can happen, we we're still waiting for that to happen. That's of course Benitez's contract. He's still waiting for an answer on certain things. Um, so he says. Newcastle just got to get this sorted, haven't they? Yeah, you'd think so, but the I, the possibility of Rafa not being here is still, unfortunately, it's still there because they haven't got it sorted. 
uh, they need to get them tied down if they want to have a plan and one that everyone believes in. So it's going to be interesting to hear what the fans are singing on, on Saturday with the team more or less safe. I do think there's going to be a big public plea for to get Rafa signed up. Um, and that's going to be very interesting. And I'm sure that'll filter back to Mike Ashley. Um, and he'll know that he's, if he wants to you know, keep everybody happy, get Rafa tied down. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd. And I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think we'll see the return of Mike Ashley on Saturday? We know he's, I think he's in America at the moment, but I mean... We're running out of home games for him to see how much Rafa means to the fans. I'm sure he knows that, but yeah, I'm sure the fans would like to see him back in the stands just so they can they, they can share their view a bit more. Um, I don't think we will see him this Saturday. Um, we may not. We we could we may not see him again for the rest of the season because um, he's taken a back seat in the second half of the year. Obviously, first half of the year, you know, had the famous pizza summit up in Pontyland, but. Uh, you know, from from the fans' point of view, they just want to see Rafa signed. Doesn't matter if he, if Mike Ashley's in the stands or not. You got to get Rafa tied down. Oh, certainly. Um, stories today that or last night rather from from the Sun that Matt Ritchie was has been told he can find a new club this summer. The story is is that he swore to Benitez about getting an improved deal. His runs out in twenty twenty one. He's going to be thirty two by that time, and he was told due to his age, he won't be getting an improved deal or a new deal. Uh, you understand on that one? Well, we've obviously checked that one out. Uh, we know, obviously, the club's policy on older players. Matt Ritchie fits into that category as an older player. Um, and we've checked out this morning and, you know, both parties seem to be mystified by this story. So it's a, it's a strange one. Maybe we'll get more on the record from Rafa at his press conference tomorrow. But, you know, speaking to Matt Ritchie... Uh, in recent interviews, if you look at some of the things he's been saying, he, he's been passionate uh, and emotional about the Newcastle United cause. And while he's the first one to admit he's not the best player in the world, he knows that he's, his heart's in the right place. He's played out of position almost all season. He's gave up playing for Scotland to play better for Newcastle. And I think, really, he's probably one of the unsung heroes of the season in my eyes Most certainly he's been fantastic especially given that he's played it wing back however given that story you can understand the fans scepticism because we've seen it before we, we we know what my Ashley's policy is he doesn't want to buy anyone really over the age of 26 yet Benitez wants the mix of experience and youth and it's going to be deals like that it's going to be stories like that which really might affect Benitez's features because we've got the same kind of thing with Rondon as well. Is he too old for Newcastle to sign? 
you know, Benitez wants him, the club aren't too sure. And it, it does seem like that that whole age thing is going to be a sticking point. Yeah, but with someone like, I mean, Rondon isn't Newcastle's player at the moment. Uh, he's still West Brom's. He's probably going to go back there and then things are going to, you know, go back into the negotiation process about in terms of signing him. With Richie, he's Newcastle United's asset, if you like, and he will want to stay at Newcastle. They know deep down that if you if you do sell Matt Richie and you get X amount from, how much are you going to have to pay to bring in a player who can play three or four positions, and then you know pays wages. Things have moved on in terms of uh, demands from players and players agents. It's easier to give him a new deal then look for a, a, a replacement for Matt Ritchie. Certainly. Um, <coughs> you did a story on the website today about Benitez's contract. Obviously, everyone's kind of on the impression that as soon as the season ends, that's his contract done. So it's you know really pressing to get sorted. But Newcastle, and whether this is a good thing or a bad thing, seem to have a little bit longer to get the deal sorted. Yeah, it's um, June 30th is when it officially is done. And obviously, June's a... L- June uh, can be, for football fans and football journalists, can be a very long month because obviously uh, no games, no press conferences, less access. But um, June 30th probably just gives Newcastle a bit of wriggle room in terms of if they don't get it sorted in the two-week period that they've kind of put forward, um, at least it kind of goes into overtime, if you like, and there's a chance to get Rafa sat down when all, all the football's finished, who knows, they might have a meeting in Shirebrook or somewhere like that. Um, sit down with Mike Ashley, get her on the table. What do you want? This is what we can offer and then go from there. Obviously, June 30th, that's just two weeks before they head over to China. You'll be going along to see that happening. That doesn't give Castle a lot of time to get it sorted if indeed things don't get sorted because that gives you then two weeks to get in a manager. Um, bearing in mind, the window also closes earlier. I think it's a week before the season kicks off, so it'll mm. be about maybe August the August eighth, yeah, something like that. So, where while as we say June the thirtieth gives them a bit of time, once it hits June the thirtieth, things are going to come thick and fast. I mean, realistically, you would like to have players signed and sealed by that point, you know. Yeah, as you say, the preseason starts start of July, and you you need to have people in place. I always remember the summer of two thousand nine when. Um, Alan Shearer didn't get the contract he wanted. Uh, it was a very dark period for the club in terms of no news coming out um, whenever you try to put anything to someone. I mean, at one point, they didn't actually have a press officer in that summer, so it was like very difficult to extract um, information and separate fact from fiction. And Newcastle basically turned up for pre-season training and Chris Hutton was basically told oh yeah by the way you're in charge uh, and this is the squad list you've got and Chris Hutton was going through it saying oh well where's David Edgar for example and then while he was saying that breaking news came across on Sky that Edgar had signed for Burnley so lots of confusion and Newcastle don't want to get back to that that state where it's so unorganised that you know not even the so-called manager at that time knows what's going on. Um, there isn't a Chris Hutton figure figure in the background now. You know they haven't got a, they haven't got a fallback because if Rafa goes, all his backroom staff will go with him, and there's nobody really senior at the club 
who could come in and manage the team in a um, emergency situation. So there's a lot to be sorted out. And do you think the club? I'm, I'm sure they do realise that. However, do you think the plan for that eventuality? Because if, like you say, Rafa goes, he takes what seven, eight members of staff with him, which is then it's a lot of people to replace again in such a short amount of time. Well, it is because then you look at okay, who who we got, who we got already in the system, and then you look at the reserves. You've got Ben Dawson, who's a reserve team manager. You've got um, Steve Harper, who's got some first team experience, but they're not what you would call you know first team management material at the moment. Far from it. You, you, have, you know, in the past, they've had Glenn Roder uh, at the academy when Graham Sooners got sacked. Glenn Roder had Premier League management experience. He stepped up. He'd done a caretaker job. He ended up winning the job. Um, but Newcastle haven't got anybody like that in the background now. So they would have to start from fresh. And, you know, in the past, they've gone back to former employees. Look at the Joe Kinnear situation. Uh, they brought him in as director of football. You know, I don't think they're going to go back to Joe Kinnear. But would they go back to previous managers? Would they turn back to someone like Hutton? Or would they turn back to someone like Pardew? You know, that's probably what is in the mind um, of people behind the scenes. Whether that'll happen or not, we don't know. We hope that we don't even have to talk about this. Um, it's pain in the to talk about just now. But if Rafa Benitez doesn't sign that contract, they've got a huge void to fill. You mentioned a two-week period there. You know, the club really... Or what you understand is that the club want to get this sorted in the next kind of fortnight. Are you confident that that'll happen? Well, they've, they say they've got an offer on the table. Um, so from their point of view, they'll stick to the guns. And from Rafa Benitez's point of view, he'll use every political angle he can to get what he wants. So am I confident it'll be done? I'm confident that the offer's there. Um, am I confident it'll be done? You can't be confident about anything Newcastle do because they've taken so long in the past. Look how long transfers like Lejeune took took months and months and months to sort out. To say you want to get something done in two weeks is one thing. Getting it done is a, is a completely different thing. Most certainly. Just a quick note that we're taking uh, Gibbo's Corner. That's a special episode of the Everything is Black and White podcast. Take that out to a live audience on May the 2nd. Tickets are £5.00. And the ticket proceeds go to the Newcastle United Fans Food Bank. You'll get a free pint on entry with that as well. Um, all the details can be found on our website. Lee, we have Southampton on Saturday, half five kickoff. Um, we'll be doing a full preview um, on Friday. We're going to do a quick little bit with Lee now, just given time and what have you. We'll be at Rafa's press conference tomorrow. And we know what the main question is going to be. It's going to be about his future. Um we were just speaking before we came in that there's no buzz at the moment. There's just this kind of air of uncertainty. Newcastle are all but safe, a point from, you know, really making a journey. They go up against Southampton side, which they could they could beat. You know, they've got a good home record, Newcastle, so there's no reason why Saturday evening can't be a really uh, good game for Newcastle. You know, we can't no reason why we can't see a few goals. And yet, it just seems like anything that happens on the pitch is overshadowed by this uncertainty. And it's, it's a huge shame. Yeah, I said uh, before the Crystal Palace game that I think off the field things had drifted onto the field on that occasion and I think it was right because, you know, you look at that Crystal Palace performance, there was a lot of uh, uncertainty uh, in the final third, you know, they just couldn't finish the job off, no one knew really what was going on. Um, The game plan was different against Leicester because they knew they were going to be backs to the wall. 
Uh, they knew exactly what the role was going to be, and you know they went out and done a job. Now they're safe. Um, if you were a player, you'd be thinking Rafa's probably going to stay. If you were a player, because they're safe, They've, it's been mission accomplished. They haven't got relegated, so that means Rafa's probably going to stay. So the one of the players I spoke to said that they're going to probably going to be approaching this game with less anxiety, um, which means that they can go out there, put up, hopefully put a show on for the fans. Totally rubber stamp the place in the Premier League next season. And as I say, the fans will probably be making the point to the powers that be to get Rafa Benitez um, tied up and signed and sealed for next season. Not an easy game by any stretch. I mean, some good players that are on the side and, and, and Shane Long has suddenly found his goal-scoring form. He's got two in the last few games. Um, but when you've got the likes of Nathan Redmond, you know, a very good player, um, probably might leave I'd suggest maybe in, in the summer to maybe a top eight side or something like that he's got a lot of speed about him he can really run at full backs you know you've got a few um, exciting players as well uh, Ward Prowse is another one yeah. who's really you know catching the imagination in the England squad what have you um, it's not going to be an easy game no far from it uh, West sorry Southampton have looked at a lot of um different players in the past but they seem to have got a good chemistry going on with, with who they've got in there at the moment uh, interesting to hear their manager talk about they still won 40 points so they're obviously still battling away they think the relegation battle is going to go on and on um, and it probably is from, from their point of view but Newcastle should go into this with confidence uh, we've spoken about Almiron getting his first goal there's so many personal things people are playing for Perez wants to get double figures Rondon wants to add to his tally and try and win a permanent deal uh, people like Matt Ritchie given everything they've got Lascelles is in a bit of better form now you know players have got a point to prove Mankio came in the other day and done a decent job um, you know there's competition start, starting to blossom in different areas so hopefully with uh with the fans right behind them, it can be a memorable evening. Fingers crossed in your score prediction. I, I think well, I got it wrong against. I thought Leicester would come out and do well last week, but uh, thankfully I was proved wrong for that one. I think Newcastle can get goals. Um, I think Southampton are a threat. Uh, I'll go for a three-one home win. Fingers crossed. I'm sure we'd all like to see that. Well, thank you very much for joining us. You can head over to Chronicle Live. To keep up to date with all the latest Newcastle United news, including Rafa Benitez's press conference tomorrow, which is Thursday, to change from the usual Friday. And please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you listen through. Thank you very much. Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts.